Hey, commissioner and podcast host, can we ban Will from playing with his grappling? <laughs> when we start recording, I am the consummate professional. As you guys know, I'm always prepared. So, oh yeah, not be going on whenever. Well, I actually, do okay, this. we're starting in five seconds. Are we ready? Yeah. Okay. Five, four, <laughs> three, two, one. Welcome back to the FL FML podcast, episode eight. It is your host and commissioner of the FL FFL, Matthew Honeycutt, with our co-commish slash co-host John Lassie. What's going What's on? And What's we up? have Will Myers, our other co-host. Yo, 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 yo. yo. yo, yo. Well, Will, tell us, how are you feeling, man? I feel like you've had two rough back-to-back weeks, man. Yeah, it hadn't been good. Um, when your best players – okay, well, the Christian McCaffrey thing was uh, not great because I knew going into the week he wasn't going to play a ton, and he only scored eight points. So, like, that is not really worrisome for me. Uh, Lamar scoring less than 10 was a huge bummer. DK Metcalf left the game because of injury. And those – those three things really killed me. Now, uh, Christian McCaffrey, I think he'll be great. You know, I think it's only a matter of time before he's – in fact, the matter of time is probably going to be this week before he's back to his old self. But Lamar not playing well, DK not playing well, Curtis Samuel and Gerald Everett and Tyler Lockett were all, like, fine. But none of them put together a week that you need to kind of really compete. Especially it, whenever three of my best players didn't do well, so it was at least the, at least the rock of your team, Michael Thomas, has really performed for you down the stretch. <clears throat> I look. I think he's going to be fine. I just, I just got to make the playoffs with him healthy. And so far, he's been great when he's played. He hadn't played all that much. He's played fifty percent, I think. So um, he's so good. I, you know, I just need him to get healthy to to help me out when it matters the most right now, I don't really care about it. So hopefully, hopefully he does not fail me as he did so many people last year. Well, yeah. and I would say, I mean, it's the Seattle Seahawks are going to win you the league. You got to depend on them. Maybe, maybe not. Like it, it's, I'm not, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I was kind of joking a little bit. Says, yeah. He but says like, maybe after he sent me a novel of a text this weekend about how I should how it's, I should trust having three players from Seattle on my team. <laughs> well, I mean, the fact that it's even possible that they would is evidence enough. Astounding. I mean, that is I mean astounding. Geno, Geno Smith's QB7. Like I know. I'm saying. He's great. I, if he Ty, does what he's been doing, your team is really good. You put him Tyler in Lockett's 13th and DK Metcalf is 28th after he scored four points this week because he left the game. Uh, no, two points this week because he yeah, left the game. Yeah, he got hurt. hurt. I mean, look, those guys are good players. And, you know, we knew Geno's – we knew – excuse me. We knew Tyler Lockett and DK were good players. We did not know Geno was as good of a player, which is why <laughs> nobody drafted him and I picked him up off waivers. But, um, yeah, like, they're all really good players. And I think there's they're, they're legit options at especially wide receiver two and flex. So, no, they're, they're solid. 
John, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good that, you know, there's uh, the James Robinson getting traded to the Jets increases Travis Etienne's stock, which is good. And I already have Kenneth Walker. Dalvin Cook is back. So I'm, my team is looking up with three solid running backs that I can play pretty much every week besides buys, obviously. But um, isn't it then, crazy how quickly the tides can turn? It's seriously. And then, you know, Tyler Boyd is on my bench and steps into the number two role for Cincinnati since Jamar Chase is out the next two to four weeks is what I think it, the initial announcement said, but I've actually read on Twitter, Twitter that people, some people think it might be more serious than. Oh, Jamar um, Chase. Yeah. I've heard four to six. So yeah, that's what I heard too. Well, I'm, I'm saying I saw on Twitter, people were like, it might even be season ending because uh, he's like getting so many op- different opinions on his, it's a hip issue. So I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. hopefully not because he's a astounding player, but that I mean, my team just changed a lot in the last little bit, and I'm I've been holding on to Kareem Hunt because there's rumors that he'll get traded as well. So I, I could use him as a as a maybe trade piece, you know, to get someone maybe a little bit better than Gina Smith. But there's we'll nobody see. better. <laughs> I mean, and like two weeks into the season, you're like, man, the worst draft ever. My I team. know. And yeah. then I mean, literally on a dime in a week, yep. just completely changes. Yeah, I, I admit I hated my team four weeks ago. I mean, it was bad. And, uh, and you know, Travis Etienne has been trending up, and obviously being the guy now in Jacksonville helps a ton. But he just didn't start off, I don't think, as anybody. I mean, well, I think it's probably because James Robinson started off so hot. Nobody expected really, him to really do that well um, out of the gate. So, anyway, I'm, I'm feeling better. I still, you know, I'm obviously weak at quarterback because – Brady, I, I decided to give him one more week, and this is probably the last week I'm giving him. So I have Lawrence on the bench, and uh, I mean, quarterback is slim pickings out there. So I'm hoping, you know, to make be able to make a move. Um, you know, I have one manager who owns Geno Smith, who's been, you know, really, really hounding me. You should have, so. should have went after Daniel Jones, man. Yeah, well, he ju- he just got traded. We'll talk about that trading a little bit. Yes. Tom Brady, 8.1 fantasy points. Yeah. Well, for me, Not I mean, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. Two back-to-back wins. Last weekend was a great weekend because I won in fantasy football. Arkansas Razorbacks had a bye. So, that was awesome. No 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 disappointment there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I was on a fun guys golf trip. It was the best. Yep. Um so how'd you how'd you do? Um, day one, my team won the three putt cup. My team both days, won the three putt cup. You won correct. the second day too. That's correct. Yeah. Day one, I played, played really, really well. good. The first day, second day, yeah, not so great. But, anyways, John Lassie is pretty good. Besides, uh, getting sick halfway through the round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pe- puked my guts out on Saturday. Uh, what hole was that on? It was like back over, over thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. It was rough. Um, anyways, good trip though. Um, it was nice to be crowned the first annual three putt cup champion. That was nice. Yeah. Congrats. Any- Thank you. Thank you. Anyways, back to fantasy football. Um, Will, you got a takeaway for us? Or let's go, John. John, give us some takeaways. Oh, come on. I think you got I- John. I'd, to- I'd love to hear Will's takeaway first. It's I just- was trying to give him a little bit more time. I don't need any time. Here's my takeaway. Very riveting. Joe Burrow is back. Oh my! Three touchdowns. 
in back-to-back weeks. He's got a rushing touchdown in three straight weeks. He has been solid, y'all. He's been so good. How long, though? How long? That's a good question. Jamar Chase is out. Who knows how long he's going to be out? I've seen four (laughs) to six weeks. You know, who knows? But the thing is, it's like, and, and we talked about this last year. We talked about this this year. The wide receivers in Cincinnati are really good. Tyler Boyd showed out this week because he's a pretty good player. He's been a pretty good player for several years now. T. Higgins, you know, he's he's solid as well. So now they're obviously not going to be as potent. Maybe they can do a better job of running the ball because Mixon has been typical Mixon, I would say, up to this point through the season. Um, but, man, he is dropping dimes. In fact, I saw him mic'd up. And Jamar Chase said, you know, you're dropping dimes, bro. So Jamar Chase agrees with my assessment that Joe Burrow is dropping dimes. I got to see him in person uh, last, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. And he was phenomenal. So that's probably the, I don't know, fifth or sixth time I've seen him live in, in, in my lifetime. And the guy is just incredibly impressive. So accurate. Um, He's a good player, and he's so. Do y'all do y'all think the Bengals go? Do y'all think the Bengals go out and go get one of these receivers that are on the block, like maybe a a Braden Cooks or Brandon Cooks, guy, Elijah Moore, maybe Elijah I mean, Moore. Yeah, I think Cooks like, might be going to the Packers. Actually, really? yeah, I would love that. That'd be. I awesome. mean, yeah, the, the Packers. The Packers need receiver help uh, with Chase out. It wouldn't hurt for the Bengals to go do the same. Um, but there are several – it seems like there are several really good players who just aren't performing like we think they should at the receiver position. We just mentioned two of them, Cooks mm-hmm. and Elijah Moore. Um, DJ Kadarius, Moore had a good week Kadarius, week, but... Kadarius Tony was just traded. I mean, you know, there, there are several players who seem to be like talented players or at least like high draft picks and have shown flashes um, that – are kind of on the move or at least are, are viable options for the teams to go get. So that's my takeaway. Joe Burrow is back y'all. One question. Will, are you doubling down on Burrow? Uh, I mean, yes, I'm, oh. I'm burrowing further for Burrow. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's good. That's good. The guy, the guy, I mean, it, he was so good while he was at LSU in his final season he showed flashes his first year before he tore his ACL. I think he had like four straight games with 300 yards passing uh, before he got hurt or whatever. And then last year, obviously, especially down the stretch, that shootout with the Chiefs in the playoffs, the guy's good. And he's he, he really just finished his first full season last year in the NFL. Yeah, he he's really, really good. Uh and, you know, a lot of people had him in the top five, which I thought was a little bit premature, like at the end of last season for quarterbacks in the league. But if he keeps performing like this, you know, he, he might have an argument. Pretty good one, too. So, yeah, I think Burrow is kind of I mean, he's per- probably performing better than we expected some of these other quarterbacks like uh, like Brady and Rodgers and um, Dak and, you know, some of those l- lower tier. Okay, hold on. Time out. Take Dak out of that list, please. Give me a he's break. Been, he's been injured. Give but listen, me my a point, break. My point is there's a whole outside – there's a whole slew of quarterbacks that we that we thought, you know, hey, you wait on quarterback, you get one in the eighth, ninth, tenth round, and they're going to be good enough. They're not going to be that far behind the Josh Allens and the Patrick Mahomes and the Lamar Jacksons. 
you know, I think Joe Burrow is in that group of like, and but he, but I'm saying he's the only one of that group who's really performing, mm-hmm. like, and pro- and performing better than probably we expected, but performing at least at the at that level. You know, I mean, yeah. he was on whether the you, whether you put Dak in there or not. That's not, that's mm-hmm. beside the point. My point is the guys like Brady and Rogers and Matthew Stafford, who was like top five or six last year. You know, like mm-hmm. those guys are just terrible this year. Haven't been so, great so far. Yeah. But okay, good takeaway, Will. Uh, John, thanks, what about thanks, yourself? Thanks, Honeycutt. I appreciate it. I thought it was a good takeaway. <laughs> Man, take I know too. you spent you spent a lot of time on that. I know. I did. I did. John, what you got? So, uh, who who do you guys think has the most ten plus yard runs so far this season? Is it one of the? Is it your? Does it answer one of the next questions you're going to ask? No. Okay. Bummer. That's a follow-up so, question. Okay. It's not the first. Um, Ten plus it, yard run. Meaning it's Nick, a it's a Nick it's Chubb. a running back. Nick okay. Chubb. Honeycut. I'm gonna go Walker. Okay, it is Nick Chubb. Walker's uh, not, uh, actually uh, not even in the top six. Um, he only. I mean, Walker's played like three weeks, so that was. Yeah, there, there. You've made better guesses in the past, Honeycut. That's all I'll say. Who do you think are the two quarterbacks in the top six? Lamar. I mean, you would think like Lamar and Hurts. But no, Lamar and that, Daniel Jones. Not that. I would say like Daniel Jones and like Josh Allen or something like that. It is Lamar and Daniel Jones. Yes. Okay. Lamar is actually second. Chubb has twenty four and Lamar has twenty one. Jones has fifteen. So, dude, it's been crazy. Anyway, it is nuts. And then uh, another thing, just these, I, I saw this on Twitter and thought it was interesting. A couple things. So yard per carry leaders on carries where the first contact isn't initiated at or behind the line of scrimmage. So basically these are carries where they don't get touched until they pass the line of scrimmage. Um, the top seven guys are Kenneth Walker, Travis Etienne, shouts out to the flexes, uh, Brees Hall, uh, Khalil Herbert, Nick Chubb, Tony Pollard, Damian Pierce, and then, uh, that's one through oh, seven. Gosh. And then number 38 is Najee Harris at he's averaging 5.4 yards per carry gosh. when he doesn't get touched until after the line of scrimmage. 5.4. That's, that's literally getting touched a yard and then falling. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's what Najee Harris is doing. For, which is he's crazy. Cause touched, he's getting touched a yard or two past the line. And then he's falling forward. When he was coming into, le- when he was leaving Alabama, coming into league, that was his persona was he ran people over and he was a big dude. And that's just not voting well in the NFL. I don't know if it's, if it's like Pittsburgh's uh, the rest of the offense or, I mean, he was decent last year. He wasn't like amazing, but he, he was, was a volume solid. play though. Last year, he was yeah. not uh-huh. efficient at all. Yeah. I, I had him for part of the year, I think. Yeah. He, he would, he would get like 15 to 20 points, but it was on like 35 carries. Yeah. You know, just for for context for the people who are are listening, uh, Kenneth Walker has twelve is twelve point four. Let's look at you know Brees Hall was nine point eight before he went out. Damian Pierce is number seven at eight point one. So all these guys are just getting way more. You know, I mean, those are like easy. You think those are like easy carries there, right? And then another note here that I want to point out is there's two guys on this list in the top seven in Khalil Herbert and Tony Pollard who are not the you know bell cow number one back in mm-hmm. their backfield. Mm, that's crazy. Um, uh, Tony and, Pollard is better than Zeke. Yeah, well, he has it for a while. It's he has true. this week to prove it for sure, or not that he hasn't had time in the past, but I think Zeke's out this week. So, 
we can see what Pollard has can do. And I, it just is crazy. Obviously, it has has to do with money for the Cowboys for sure. I don't know how much the um, Bears are paying Montgomery, but those Too two guys much. are are clearly better than their starters. You know, it's just crazy that they're the starters are still playing. So anyway, that's that's all I got to say about that. Cool. Thanks, Lassie. Yeah. Honeycutt, what's your takeaway here? You got a takeaway for us? I do have a takeaway. Hopkins is hooping. He is back in the game, people. Hopkins had 10 receptions. For... You are hot on Hopkins. That's right. Because <laughs> I played him last week and he killed me. He had 10 receptions on 14 targets for 103 yards in his game back. So no, uh, no like – having to get the rust off. I mean, he just hopped in and he was back and just great timing because now, I mean, he's for sure number one and it's a pretty far gap between him and two that Brown is out now for a little bit. And so I think he's going to just be stellar for whoever has him in fantasy for probably the foreseeable future for the rest of the season. So um, he just, uh, Kyler was just looking for him every single play. So, that's my takeaway. He's back, um, and I think he's going to be a big piece for people uh, that held on to him and waited uh, for him to get back in the lineup. Uh, so that's my takeaway. Um, we we are at the mid midway point of the season. So would we like to do power rankings first, or do we want to go into some midseason awards? Let's do power rankings real quick. Then we can do then we can do midseason awards. Go for it. All what right, you got so, for us, Will? Um, I have to point out a few very, very interesting things about the power rankings this week. Okay. And I do think that we no longer have a bottom feeder in the league. So yes. get it hyped. Omar, wow. cat's out of the bag. You're no longer last. And Whoa. The reason, the reason wow. why the reason why is Gangsta's, who has who has taken Gangsta's him over? Paradise <laughs> has scored 707 total points. Omar has scored 823. He's yes. got 115 <laughs> more points than Gangsta's Man. Paradise. Now the he problem lost. is that was a rough Omar, loss last week for him. <laughs> for problem Omar. is Omar has had 960 points against the next closest team is flexes with 895 he's 65 he's had 65 more points scored on him than the next closest team so that was just he, last week yeah he Probably. is um the unlucky team now he would have won several more games had he not made some really bad trades including giving away austin eckler and uh justin jefferson which why in the world would you ever do that i have no idea um but anyways, uh, Dave Aranda's is no longer last. Gangsta's Paradise is last. Have uh, a record of two and five. They are only one game back from being a playoff team, though, which is insane um, <laughs> because they have scored way fewer points than pretty much everybody in the league. The next closest team is Flexes with seven hundred forty points. So. They've scored about 33 points less than anybody else, so they are last. Next, are we still uh, gonna, are we still on a tier system here? Yeah. So, so okay. bottom tier is so far gangsters. I'll let you know what it ends. Bottom tier is gangsters. 
Next is Daddy Kyle. Daddy Kyle has made a move. It's an interesting move. We'll see how it plays out. But oh, wow. Next. Daddy Kyle is 11th. Yes. Daddy yeah. Kyle is 11th. Wow. Um, Omar trend, jumping up in the world. Trending down. Omar jumping up. <laughs> Omar is jumping up. Um, and the, the real reason why Daddy Kyle is where he is is because his record is so bad. We're getting kind of to the point halfway through the season where, you know, Daddy Kyle's two games back of kind of the leaders in the division, three games back or four games back, excuse me, of the best team in the league, which I'll get to in a second. So that, that that's going to be a huge mountain to climb over the next seven or so weeks as he tries to catch up to the top of the league, but also to put the teams in front of him. So Daddy Kyle's 11th. Um, Gangsta's Daddy Kyle next. This is where the Dave Arandas go, and this is really purely for the record point, like I mentioned before. They are one in five, so they are – I'm sorry, they are one in six. So they have a long hill to climb. They're three games back of the teams ahead of them in their division. Um, can, can he make the playoffs? Is absolutely. It absolutely. Okay. It's possible. Uh, he has to win out? Right? He has or... a 13% chance, according to ESPN. Yeah, so it's very unlikely that he will make the playoffs, but – Stranger things have happened. There are teams ahead of them that seem to be struggling, and I'll get to one of those teams or a couple of those teams in just a second. Um, but they're still kind of – they need that record to improve for them to actually move up in the power rankings. But they've performed well enough. They've got the the talent to do it. So uh, Dave Arandas finishes up the bottom tier of the league. Next, we got uh, Funky Town Fellas. Um, they are in the second tier – <clears throat> they have actually no scratch that I'm I skipped one flexes is ninth. flexes is ninth because Funky Town scored about 20, 20, 15 to 20 points more than flexes. So flexes, then funky town. And then this is where it gets really interesting. Maddie ice and the boys next. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we'll go chubby girlies. And then we get to the next tier. Now this is tier three. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this is going to be tier three. In tier three, we got Run DMC, solid team. We've talked about them, very very dangerous. <clears throat> Birdman, also a really good team, and then Millennium Falcons. But Millennium Falcons and Birdman are flipped, so Birdman's ahead of the Falcons. All really good teams. Don't really have any huge glaring holes. Have some talent, potentially be really really dangerous. But then we'll get to tier one, and tier one, two teams are in tier one. Not your average Joes and the blue linemen. Not your average Joes. We talked about them. They've 98 points. That's second behind the blue linemen by about 25 points just under. Blue linemen's first. They've been unstoppable. Tough to beat. Um, you know, they've got Cooper Cup, <clears throat> who is, I mean, words can't describe. They're starting Andy Dalton this week, which is amazing. Let's see how they do. But really, they have Patrick Mahomes, Cooper Cup. And Saquon Barkley, and those two have been really, really good. So uh, that's the power rankings. We got the tiers. <clears throat> Blue lineman. Then we have uh, Not Your Average Joes. Then Birdman. Then Millennium Falcons. Then Run DMC. Then Chubby Girlies. And then I forgot the rest. So that's the power rankings. And how is Chubby Gurley's ahead of me? That's what I'm wondering. How is Chubby Gurley still in the tier two? That's the only or the tier that tier. That's a great question. His They've team out, is terrible. They scored 783 points. 
It's because they, they started off hot. Seven seventy-eight. That's good for six. I think I they're think. on a four-game losing streak. They are. He'll, it's he'll not keep, great. They still have a sixty-three percent chance of making the playoffs. Yeah, because so he that's won. Not bad. He won the first four weeks in a row. Exactly. He'll he'll keep top one down. I, I believe. Look at this though. So. Joe's has moved up nine spots since post week five power rankings. Yeah, wow. they've they've really turned on the last couple of weeks, and we've kind of talked about this a few times with this team in particular. And we moved to, we moved to four tiers. Is that the yeah. first time we've had four tiers? Nice. I think we've had four before. I okay. think we did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but but Jamar Chase and uh, AJ Brown in particular, and then Austin Eckler. Since getting Austin Eckler, he's really really been good. So, I mean, they they've got some stars. I mean, they've got some really good players. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow as well has really really started to turn it on. So it seemed like this team has really clicked the last several weeks. Um, I wonder if they're peaking too soon. Is that a thing mm. in fantasy football? Totally. No, just asking the question. Could they be peaking too soon? Like <clears throat> Burrow's been great. Can he sustain this the rest of the season? Same with AJ Brown. Josh Jacobs has been great. Jamar Chase is now who knows. So we'll see. We'll see. Nice. Complete side note. Uh, John, dude, you should have started likely. Didn't you pick him up? I did, but then I dropped him right before the game. Oh man! Yeah. Speaking of speaking half. of um, pickups and moves, who do you, can we can we give a give everyone an update on who's made the most moves and who's made the least moves? Yeah, do you oh, have yeah. that up or do you? I do. Okay, I have yeah. it up. Start pull that up. So starting, we'll start from the bottom. Okay, tied at four moves for the whole season. This includes waivers, trades, etc. Funky Town, Chubby, and Birdman have made four moves each. Okay. The Falcons have made five moves. So, wow. Matty I, think, the, I think that's one waiver wire in three trades or four Matty, trades. Matty Ice and the Boys has made nine moves. The Blue Linemen, 10 moves. Joe's, 11 moves. The Dave Aranda's, 12 moves. Now, here's where we start getting serious. This is ridiculous. This is <laughs> Daddy, so ridiculous. Daddy Kyle, 18 moves. Uh, that's nothing. That is nothing. No, that's nothing. <laughs> Gangsters, 22 moves. Now, okay, I will say Daddy Kyle and Gangsters had a reason to make those moves. Their teams were not very good. Yeah. Gangsters is terrible still. Daddy Kyle, his team has improved, but they needed to make moves in order and, to improve and their team. The higher you get, these teams are probably streaming some position. So they're either streaming quarterbacks or they're streaming defenses and kickers. That's Not so. That's anything. that's actually the case for me. I usually stream defenses and kickers. So that's two moves mm-hmm. a week that I'm making there typically. But yeah. next at 24 moves is flexes. My team. I've made 24 moves this this season so far, and that is still nothing it's compared nothing. to the leader, the master of making the moves. Bryce Barry Run DMC really? Trade Barry has made 50 moves. <laughs> More than he's, double. He's literally. He's How does he make so many moves? More than every 10, every year. He's literally made more than twelve. He's made twelve <laughs> and a half times the amount of moves as Bird, Funky Town, and Chubby Girlies. Oh, and by the way, he's behind Bird in the standings, and he's made twelve and a half times the oh, moves man. that Bird has made, which is insane. How many moves is that a week? Seven weeks. Of, I mean, that's not that's crazy. It's like eight moves a week or something. 
what is he doing? I mean, and this isn't just one year. This is every year he's the, yeah. the top. Oh, yeah, it's not even close. That's Crazy. unbelievable. That's the old insane. Wooster daddy. That's insane. God, I mean, props. there aren't even enough players. Like, That's what I'm curious about. I look at the waiver wire this every week, and I'm like, there's nobody I want. And yet, he's done that. Hey. He's looked at the way, the same waiver wire <laughs> and said, oh, I really need that player. Or he's just and looking he's done that far in the future. times. Wow. No, I mean I'm looking at his roster right now. Like in in Run DMC is a very good team. Again, we we've talked about that ad nauseum. But he's literally started the same people the entire time. Like Matthew Stafford, Derrick Henry, Damian Pierce, Amon Ross St. Brown, Justin Jefferson, Tyler Higby, and Amari Cooper. I think like five of that six were on his starting uh, roster. And I think Amari Cooper was maybe the one that didn't do it week yeah. one. And then he's, but he was drafted by him or whatever. I, I mean, think he got traded to him. Cooper, I think. Yeah, no, he did. He did get traded to him, but I mean, and I'm looking at his bench and I'm like, Rashad white, like Chuba Hubbard, Gus Edwards. I mean, just like Isaiah Pacheco. What, what are we doing here? What are we doing? But anyway, I've tried to get a, a lot of those running backs though, <laughs> at some point. Yeah, that's crazy stat, man. Crazy. Um, so there's your, those are your power rankings um, for, I guess, post-week seven. We'll see how it pans out in week eight. But let's go to some mid-season awards. I mean, we're at the halfway point. We just want to name some folks that, man, they've played well to start the season. Um. Who would like to go first? I'll go. I, I don't mind going first. Why don't you go first? Great. My MVP yeah. this year is Austin Eckler. Now, he didn't start the season great, but I think he's had either three or four back-to-back-to-back or back-to-back-to-back back 30-point games. And so, I mean, that's really put him up there. He's number two, or I think he's tied with he's Josh tied, Allen. He's tied for yeah. number one in all of he's fantasy tied, football. He's tied for number one. And, I mean, at that position, being a running back tied for the number one overall is huge because all the other running backs aren't doing great. The, next, some that are- the next closest running back is Saquon Barkley. At 140-ish? Like, yeah, right? 144. Yeah. So he's 30 points behind Austin Eckler. That's a whole game. I mean, wild. Yeah, that's kind of wild. For Eckler, the way he's been playing, that's a whole game ahead. Um, other running backs, that may be two or three games. But anyways – He's my MVP, and the crazy thing is a certain manager in our league just didn't like this guy on his team and decided to trade him away. Crazy. Why? Don't know why. I would have loved to have him. I wonder how that went. I wonder if he was like, hey, are you willing to trade Austin Eckler? <laughs> I don't I have no idea. <laughs> or if he's like, hey, I'll I've give you never, my whole team for Austin Eckler. <laughs> I don't know how that went. I've, I've never been that lucky in a trade negotiation. Hey, DM, DM our social medias and let us know how that trade happened. Please uh, do. <laughs> Omar or, or Monty. Hey, you know, I asked, I asked Omar, <laughs> are you willing to trade Austin Eckler? And Omar said, yes, I hate this dude. He's no Mike Evans. I'll sell him to you for nothing. Is that what happened? Or did that? he offer him up? Oh, yeah, I'll give you Austin Eckler for Mike Evans. And the, no, the no, last, no, 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 no. Never, listen, never Mike Evans. The last time Omar tried to give Austin Eckler for nothing, the league vetoed the freaking trade. Yeah, that and one was the league terrible. didn't do it this time. 
Yeah, that one. That yeah, we fun. need to just. I think like I'm. Pro, I'm not necessarily proposing this, but any trade that involves Omar, we should really, really, really run through that trade with the fine tooth comb because some some team is getting way better. Uh, yeah. Another team is not probably doing better. Although, like I said, Omar's moving up in the power rankings, so we'll see. Yeah, he's still he's still one and six, but you know, whatever. Yeah. So that's my MVP, John Lassie. Who you got for your MVP? Mid-season. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw Travis Kelsey up there, top tight end by a mile. He's a top top nine in overall scoring, and and the only tight end who's really close uh, to that. And so I mean, he, we've talked about him for a lot, but he's. Averaging 21.3 points a game, and it's just he's back to his dominate dominant form that he was in, you know, two years ago. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna nominate Kelsey for my MVP. What's the different uh, the difference between him and number two? Uh, it's Mark Andrews. Yeah, I figured. And the difference is 16.7 to 21.3 points per game. Yeah, it's like Ooh. it's like. Um, 148.8 to 117.2. Yeah, it's like 30 points. So. And then the That's next huge. guy, Zach Ertz, is not even to triple digits yet. Yeah. So. Okay. That's a great solid pick. Uh, Will, who you got for your MVP? Yeah, I I think I'm going to go Stefan Diggs. Uh, okay. You know, we, we talked about Eckler. He's the best player in fantasy so far, along with Josh Allen. But, like, we knew those dudes would be – up there, like Austin Eckler and Josh Allen are both really high draft picks. So was Stefan Diggs. But I just feel like for him to be outpacing Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, like all Jamar Chase, like all these other guys is is really, really impressive. You know, I, I did not think he would outpace Cooper Cup. Um, because you know, Cooper Cup averages almost twenty six points a game and Stefan Diggs is outscoring him. So um he's been great, you know. He's only had he's had one game sorry, two games with less than 25 points. So the six games he's played, he scored more than 25 points four times. That's insane. Mm-hmm. So the guy's been unreal. Um, and, you know, he's doing better than Cooper Cup, which – and Cooper Cup's pace is, like, still phenomenal. It's, you know, comparable to last year, and, and Diggs is, is bettering it. So I'm going to yeah. go with Diggs. And Diggs made the first round in our draft – he did. He's, he's definitely he's, he's definitely worthy. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. worthy. Like people knew he was going to be really good, but if you would have asked me and you said, "No, I hey, agree. Totally bet agree. some money. Who's going to be better, Cooper Cup or Stephon Diggs at the halfway point of the season?" I would have said, "Look, the Diggs is great, but there's no way anybody touches Eckler." And yet, I'm sorry, uh, Cup. And yet he's better <laughs> than Cup. So yeah. Eckler's kind of having a season like Taylor did last year. You know, mm-hmm. started off slow. Yeah, he started off really slow. Coming yeah. on really hot. Yeah. So, man, that stings. That hurts. Um, great. Yeah, those are three great players uh, that deserve to be up there. Uh, so we're gonna move on to the next one. We have Rookie of the Year. Uh, so my pick for Rookie of the Year would have been different. Um, I was gonna go with Brees Hall, but the injury. I mean, he's the top running back, probably top rookie. But I mean, he's gonna miss the rest of the season. So I'm gonna go with Damian Pierce. Uh, he's the number two top rookie and he's still in the lineup and so he's going to finish the season stronger i believe so he's my pick for rookie of the year i was going to go uh geno smith uh but then i realized he's not a rookie we just haven't ever seen him play so <laughs> that's true um no i, I mean I, I kind of took a different route uh because i did choose Brees hall but i, I t- went you know rookie of the year th- to date um yeah 
And so sense. Brees Hall has clearly been that. Obviously, he won't finish as that, um, but he's he's like probably 20 points or more ahead of Pierce. Mm-hmm. Pierce is uh, averaging 15, so that would if he stuck to his average, that takes him more than one game to catch up, you know, um, to to Hall there. But um, yeah, I, I think I mean Pierce is is definitely rock solid and probably finishes as the the NFL Rookie of the Year would be my guess. So yeah. Um, I'm going to go a player who I do not think will sustain the performance that he had from the first half of the year to the second half of the year, uh, but who has nonetheless been really good, Chris Olave. Wow, that's uh, a good yeah, yeah. yeah he, he's been really, really good. Now, most of the time, half the time, uh, Michael Thomas has been hurt, and I think Olave is still going to be pretty good. I th- do think his production will inevitably take a dip because Michael Thomas is so good, but Olave has been great. Uh, he's been he's had some really good value as well, you know. Um, he's just been very very impressive for somebody who a lot of people were high on, but he wasn't drafted until the the ninth round. So uh, really really yeah. good start to the I season. I think he's uh, I think I saw where he is averaging fifteen per game. I think, I think it's more than sense. that. I think okay. it's it's sixteen. It's fifteen point okay. nine. So yeah, uh, yeah, he's been he's been really really good. That's solid for a rookie receiver. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. Good group there. Uh, if you have them, you felt, I mean, you got those guys that are probably a pretty cheap. Uh, who was the most, that's a good question. Who was the most expensive, like uh, draft wise of those guys? Like who was drafted the highest or who was had the highest ADP? Probably Pierce really Hall. shot up. A lot of people were high on Hall Hall. I mean, yeah. Uh, actually, I can tell you real quick where they were drafted in our league. I mean, Pierce went really high, pretty high too. They probably were close. So, Brees, Brees Hall was fourth round. Okay. Um, I think Pierce was fifth. Pierce. Maybe sixth. He was sixth round. Yeah. Okay. So, it was Olave. He was the ninth round. And Olave's done better than Pierce. Uh, he scored more fantasy points than Pierce has. So, yeah. He was in the ninth round. Man, great value there. Round selection. Not bad. All right. Well, that wraps up rookie of the year. The next category is bust of the year. Oh. But we are we're putting a little hyphen here and we're saying um our little asterisk, not counting injury. So these are players that have been in majority of the weeks, but are a pretty big bust. Um I'm gonna go with this guy did miss one game, I think, maybe two, I think just one. Um but Jonathan Taylor, I mean, he was the, without a doubt, number one pick for most people in most leagues, and he has just not performed at that level. And so it's been a that's, – That's an understatement. Yes, exactly. That's and an so, understatement. He's been that's terrible. Why, yeah. That's why he's my bust of the year because I think people were, without a doubt, thinking he was going to be give him 20 points on a weekly basis. And I don't even yeah. know – What's he averaging right now? He probably hasn't hit 20 all season, right? He's averaging 13.3 points. Gosh. He's, he's scored more than 15.5 in the five game. games he's played one time. That was week one. 28.5, 7.3, 12.1, 3.3. And then he had a two-week break where he was hurt, and then it was 15.5. So, Yeah, so uh, just rough out there. Terrible. If that's who you decided just to go terrible. with the first overall pick, it has really – it's hurt your season. So, anyways, that's my bust of the year. John, what about you? What do you got? 
you know the guy (laughs) I'm going with. And it is none other than tight end Kyle Pitts has been absolutely terrible this year. Unbelievable. He is... He was drafted probably tight end three, right? He was probably right after Andrews and Kelsey. Not literally right after. He was drafted by one man, one of this one manager's three tight ends that he drafted. Um, he has been bad. 3.9, 3.9, 13.7. So he had a good one good game there. 3.5, 10.9 when he scored a touchdown. But you take that, you know, if he didn't score a touchdown, it's another like 3.9 game, literally. And 3.9. This dude loves scoring 3.9 points. <laughs> it is unbelievable. I don't know if we've ever had a tight end or any player score 3.9 points this many times. Almost, He has scored 3.9 points in half the games that he's played. Literally. Three I mean, of the w- six ta- games has been 3.9 points. At it what is terrible. Point, at what point do you drop him? Now. I mean, he's in droppable, droppable territory. Absolutely. Sure. Man. Yeah. Not just bench. Drop. Drop and and guarantee you drop him, DMC is coming to pick him up. <laughs> oh, for sure, yeah, no doubt. Uh, I mean, I will it, say, Lassie, is it the offense? Like, if he got, yeah, traded, no, I will, no, I will give you. I, I that. will say, Lassie sent us a tweet on Sunday, and it says this, and I quote: "The Falcons, who have been behind by three scores all day, have attempted thirteen passes." They That's won't enough. even throw and getting crushed. <laughs> this scheme has just ruined London and Pitts. So Lassie, I... your words, or your 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 tweet texts betray your words because you're no, uh, they don't yeah, betray my words because he is the bust of the year. That doesn't mean that in another system he wouldn't be the bust of the year. He's in Atlanta. Yeah. He's the bust of the year, hands you, down. But Fair. you have you have been saying that it was he's, he's you were questioning him. Yeah, you're he's, he's, terrible. Too. he's terrible this year. That's good. That's good. He's okay. terrible but, this year. Okay. And, and now listen, I will say in a dynasty league, he has immense value because he is a just he's an athlete. You know, I think tight ends stay around t- tend to stay around a long time. So he has a lot of potential. If we were a dynasty league, I'd say he's not droppable. Don't drop him if you're in a dynasty he's a, he's league. He's a bench guy now, for sure. If so. you are but, in a dynasty league, though, and you are gangsters. And you're two and five. It might be great to hoard Kyle Pitts and also trade away some of your other players and hoard draft picks, so that next year you might be able to be better. So yeah, it gives you more optionality for for next year if we were in a dynasty league. So interesting, interesting thought there last year. I, I think that's a good one. Yeah, that's a great one. I knew you were going to go with him all the way. Have to, have to. All right, Will, who you got for bust of the year? I, I don't think anybody are as big a bust as those two players that you guys have mentioned. Um, because both of those guys have been very disappointing. Um, I have kind of two guys in mind. Uh, the first one is uh, Najee Harris. He's just been, I mean. Very, very bad. He's been very bad. He's He has not scored more than, thir- than 13.9 points. He's been consistently mediocre or bad. Um, so that, has that's even, been. Has he gotten in the end zone at all either? I don't know if he, I think he has zero touchdowns, which yeah. doesn't help. Pittsburgh's offense is so bad. He has though, one. He has one receiving touchdown. Yeah, one receiving. Uh, no he rushing. Has, he has two receiving touchdowns actually. Oh, okay. Week one and week six, and he has one rushing touchdown. So he's, he's in the end zone okay. three times okay. this season, which is just terrible. The other well, that makes that, it even worse. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> does. The other part that I thought about, and I know that we kind of had this. Um, 
uh, no injury stipulation, but I do think it's worth noting. James Conner has also been pretty bad this so far this season. He yeah. was drafted twenty uh, first mm-hmm. overall in our league. He averages ten ten yeah second round. He averages ten point one points. He just hasn't been very very good. So um, yeah, he's he's not been good either. But Najee's really the the biggest bust, other than the guys you mentioned. From my perspective, yeah, yeah, for sure. Agreed. Yeah, the, just some disappointing players. Uh, and then I think if you were to throw in injuries, man, that list gets real long. Yeah, I mean, like Javante Williams went down and everyone had high hopes for him. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with Jamar Chase in the second half of the year, right? Like we mm-hmm. could be saying, hey, Jamar Chase was was impacted by this. Uh, yeah, there's the the list could expand. Alva Kamara's not been very good because he's been out for several games now. He's mm-hmm. really started to pick it up in the last couple of weeks. But Michael Michael Thomas. Michael mm-hmm. Thomas has not been yeah. good. Yeah, so there have been a lot of players that have been impacted by injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, Keenan Allen. Yeah, he was never good to begin with. So, oh, come on, get out of here. Uh, yeah, he'll he'll be he will be good. Mark my words. Mike Ed, Evans is out. How how good? Well, no. he's going to get a lot of receptions. Now I don't know about touchdowns, but so so you drafted him in the second round. I need him to play like a second round player, please. Yeah, that's please. not as a reach then. It's a reach now. So. Oh gosh, it hurt me. All right. Well, now we're going to move on to biggest value. What is the biggest value that people have gotten in the draft? versus where they're performing. And my guy is Josh Jacobs. He was a yep. fifth round pick in our league and probably most leagues, probably four or five was average. And he is RB four on the year. I mean, I don't think anybody in their right mind would have had him in the top five. He's outscored Justin Jefferson and Christian McCaffrey so far. Crazy. That's I don't insane. even know if I don't even know if people would have put him in the top ten. Really? Oh no, no, yeah. no! And I would have, I would have, I was thinking he was like low, low end RB two, maybe just flex. Like, yeah, I, I don't think I was not thinking he's going to be good this year. And I mean, whoever has him on his team, I mean, they've gotten a great value. Not your average Joe's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, I, in fact, I think, I think at one point I've told said about Joe's, it's rough to count on Josh Jacobs as your RB two. <laughs> I think yeah. I said that at one point. Hot take. Yeah. Hot <laughs> and it is ice cold right now. So that is my biggest value of the season so far at the midway point. We'll see if it continues. That's the midway point. But, John, what you got? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, he was drafted in the eighth round and is uh, running back eight right now um, in our league. Uh, there's a lot of guys you could have picked, and and I harped enough on – Kenny Walker and and the flexes uh, having him, but uh, that's another good good option for biggest value there, I think. But just crazy. I mean, you know, Stevenson's a guy who started off as not the starter uh, and really has taken over the the New England backfield um, because of the Harris injury. And um, even when Harris came back, I think it's Stevenson's backfield to lose at this point. So he's just been he's been killing it the last several weeks. Yeah, I mean, I tried to get him so many times at the very beginning of the season because I thought. He's going to end up winning it. Been a good good value. Will Myers. It's almost, value. Like, it's almost like you guys purposely didn't mention this player because he's been so good, and you guys are trying to spite me. But there is no doubt <laughs> it's Geno Smith. There's no doubt. Because think about this. He was not drafted. 
Okay, Geno Smith was not drafted, and yet he scored more points than Ramondre Stevenson. And he's uh, oh, 15 well, he's points a, behind he's a, Josh he's Jacobs. He's a quarterback. Yeah, so? Typically quarterbacks score more points. I'm just of saying. Course, not, yeah, that's not that fit. crazy to say fine. he scored more points than a running back. But that's, okay, I, that's I fine. Guess. But did you ever think Geno Smith would be quarterback? No. Uh-uh. Undrafted. No, that's why I nominated him for up, rookie of the year. Come back up. up. Not picked up on waivers until the beginning of October. All of September. Yeah. Nobody touched this dude. Picked up on waivers beginning of October, and he's still quarterback seven. He's leading the league in completion percentage. At least he was going into Sunday. <clears throat> and he's like third in like passer rating or something like that. This dude yeah. is playing very well. Seattle as a team is a good team. And this dude has a legit shot of being like, he's going to win probably comeback player of the year, right? Like there's nobody yeah. else. That's, I mean, Come, the dude, comeback of the century. I mean, honestly, yes, yes. The guy was terrible, but he's had a game over 30, a few game, one game over 20, and then he's averaging right about 17 or 18 points. The guy's been great. Um, you know, he's quarterback seven. What can you say? And he was undrafted and not picked up until October. So it's uh, it's Geno Smith, and I don't think it's particularly close. And yeah, I'm not just saying that because on my team because he's been sitting on the bench. But No, anyway. that's a crazy team. Like every week, I- I'm – I'm guilty of this. I looked over him because I was like, this isn't going to continue. There's no. Oh, way. I did too for a and few then, weeks. And then I was like, and then okay, a few, this is ridiculous. I, I kept every single week, I kept saying that to myself. Oh, no, 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 no. That's the last week that's going to happen. And he just keeps kind of doing it. We'll see how long it lasts. But he just, I keeps mean, we said the performing. same thing about one player last year, Patterson. We're like, he can't that's keep true. this up. He can't keep this up. He can't keep yeah. this up. And, <laughs> and, 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 and I, I've asked this question before, but like, he is the Cordell Patterson of this season. That's yeah, he absolutely so is. And I've asked this question before, specifically when it came to Odell Beckham last year, and I was quickly made to look like an idiot. But how many games do we need until we're like, okay, this player is actually good? We said it a million times for Cordell Patterson last year. We said it on the opposite side for Odell Beckham when I was like, how many games do we need to know this guy's not relevant in fantasy anymore? And it turns out he's right. And I was wrong. But Geno Smith is the same thing. He's played for seven weeks. He's been really, really good for seven weeks. He's QB seven. No one expected it. But how many weeks do we need before we're like, okay, this guy's good? And I did the same thing, honey. I passed him over for several yeah. weeks. And then I was like, I need a backup quarterback. And so I picked mm-hmm. him up. Here, I'm going I'm to give him through week 10. If we're at week 10 and he is 10 still... weeks, that is exactly. such a large sample size. He's been in the league for 10 years. I, well, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I need ten weeks at least. Here's the thing: he has been good. I'm not denying that, but the last two weeks, eleven point eight, twelve point seven, not great. He also had a five point two week week two and a sixteen point four week one. So it's not like he's just Joe Burrow out there. You know what I mean? I mean, oh no, but Joe Burrow's also just like been bad too. QB, right? I'm just saying, like you, you just said he's been good the last. He's been so good the last six weeks. Well, the last two weeks he hasn't been so good. He had a hot stretch week three through five, and then he's cooled off significantly the last two weeks. I'm just saying, like you know, there. It's not like he's kept his 1931 23 pace the last five weeks. Yeah, I I hear what you're saying, and I got to see a big week from the the likes of like an Aaron Rodgers Stafford like they got to get a big week here soon I just it's got to happen I think Rodgers is probably toast and Brady scoring eighteen point one today woo it's high, highest of the season maybe 
Yeah. Anyway. No, he's had two games higher. He had 26 he did, yeah. and a 20 in weeks four and five. Yeah. But man, looking at that, looking at his weeks, it is brutal out there. I agree. Yeah. I'm not I'm not Jeez. arguing that, that at all. But yep. All right. Well, that is our midseason awards. Um if we had time, I would love to kind of forecast and look at players like who do we think is gonna end the year in a better place that may not be on this list, but we may have to save that one. Um, let's go into matchup previews, though. Let's go ahead and talk about our matchups for this next week. Perfect. So uh, recap here, uh, Honeycutt is at 17 and 19. We we had bad weeks this past week. Um, mm-hmm. Honeycutt and I went one and five, and Will went yes. two and four. Ooh, so, ooh, I'm not last anymore, right? I'm tied with Honeycutt for last? Uh, you are tied. You're one game up from Honeycutt. <laughs> so Honeycutt 17 and 19 Will is, is 18 and 18 And I'm 19 and 17 Man that Honeycutt was a rough is, Honeycutt is still the worst That was yeah. a rough week though man Rough week <laughs> Yeah a lot of stuff A lot of stuff went interesting ways last week It yeah. was it was bad um, And something I will say Something we didn't mention when we were talking about rankings Was that we have One, two, three, four we have five teams that are at four and three. Yeah, yeah. there's none. And what, eight teams or nine teams are within one game of four and three, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. So I just, mean, so it's like anybody's ball game. This still. happens every year where because uh-huh. our, our, our league is so uh, balanced typically that, like, you know, there's a million teams right there. And no one really gets eliminated except for Omar but until like week 10, <laughs> 11, something like that. It's oh, uh, not a cheap shot. It's facts no. only, okay? It's facts I mean, only. You're right, though. We usually have two teams that are kind of leading the pack that have higher records that are like, okay, they're yeah. probably going to make the playoffs for sure. And then we have this pack in the middle that are like scrapping, fighting to see who's going to make it in the playoffs. Yep. Yeah. And it stinks to be in that bunch because I'm usually there. Yeah, I'm always there, but – like a phoenix rising Rise. from the ashes. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh my gosh! Okay, just want to mention that because I think it's still anybody's ball game uh, to make the playoffs. Um, so, what do we got for matchup previews, John Lassie? All right, let's start with uh, my matchup. Not your average Joes versus all my flexes live in Texas. Um, I am going to take the Joes in this one. They're, I think, the best team in the league. I, I don't think that I think they deserve to be number one of the, in the power rankings. Um, this team is very good. I mean, Joe Burrow is stellar. Josh Jacobs has been great. AJ Brown. So th- this team has Jamar Chase out and uh, Austin Eckler out, and they're still projected one twenty two point seven to the flexes one thirteen point seven. So yeah, it's going to be Joe's uh, by a lot in this one. I don't think the flexes have the firepower to um to put it up. So Joe's takes this one. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think the Joes are still going to pull it out. Even though I like the Flex's roster, I feel like it's rounding out a little bit better with some of the injuries, and it's looking better. But I still think Joes are going to take it away. And I will say to the average Joe manager, if you're looking for a wide receiver too to fill that spot, talk to me. Come talk to me. I would love or talk to, to me. I have I have Tyler Boyd on my bench. So just saying, I can help you out. Uh, I am not as convinced as you guys are with Brady. You know we're saying this after Thursday Night Football. Brady scored 18.1. That's helpful. I mean, I'm looking. I like Cook more than Jones. Uh, I like Jacobs more than ATN, but ATN's been hot. I like Pittman more than Dobbs. I like Walker more than Singletary. 
Hawkinson's better than Schultz, but you know, I think it's more evenly matched. I'm going to go with uh, Flexes, especially especially because Jamar Chase is out. That is really yeah. the tipping point. For, obviously, if Chase was in, instead of playing Romeo Dodds, you're playing Jamar Chase. That's a much easier decision. But I'm going to go Flexes this week. Mm, I wanted to really bad. I think I think Chase was they, he was projected like twenty points, so he so that's ten points there that Joe's lost. That would have been like I, I really think the projection was one thirty two to one twelve or something um, at the time before he lost Chase. So I appreciate the vote of confidence. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, I, I've talked to my guys. We're excited about the game, but we know we're going up against a tough opponent, so we'll bring him our best. Um, next is the Dave Verandas versus uh, Gangsters. Gangsters Paradise. Honeycut. Hmm. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. Um, Arandas. Yeah. That's my uh, that's my pick. Gangsters team is terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna go. I like the two I like his one and two better, uh, with Adams and Hopkins, but I think overall Arandas is gonna take it away. Yes, I agree. Uh, Randas is going to take this one. Rodgers is bad. Montgomery is meh. Foreman's okay. I think after one week, Devontae Adams and Hopkins are obviously great. But Kyle Pitts, yikes, 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 yikes. Um, I'm, I am interested to see how James Robinson does in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be yeah. uh, kind of cool. So anyway, but yeah, I'm going with the uh, Dave Arandas. I will say this, this one will be closer since Brees Hall's out. Like, you know, Brees Hall was a really – Huge piece of the Arandas doing well, but I still think I'm going to go with the Arandas. Yeah, I mean they they plugged back in to, uh, Pollard, you know, so mm-hmm. who is going who has to start this week? So, and we'll see if Connor plays. I don't know if Connor's going to play, but that's that's true. And if he doesn't, then uh, Brian Robinson. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So they start. Who's been okay, who's been okay yeah. the last couple weeks? I mean, I still think he gets a win. It's still, yeah. Points. I mean, golly, this. I, I I'm gonna make a call here though. I think Pollard goes for twenty plus. Okay. We're marking it down. Mark it down. I'm hoping Zeke's out, if that's the case. But I think he plus. is officially. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, Daddy Kyle versus Funky Town fellas. Will who you got? Ooh, this is a good question. Um, Daddy Kyle's got this new and improved roster. Lamar Jackson did well for him tonight. Michael Carter in New New York is probably going to be not super effective. Like good he for one been. game, I think. Like, yeah, like with with if they wouldn't have gone and gotten Robinson, I think his value would have been much much higher. But I think they're probably mm. going to play Robinson more. I think I am going to go with Daddy Kyle on this one. Uh, Funky Town, Paris Campbell starting a wide receiver. You know, Mike Williams is out. Um, Mark Hollywood Brown's on IR. I just think I just think Daddy Kyle's going to win this one. Um, and yeah, I think I think their team got better through this this trade that they did this week. So I'm uh, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, I'm going to go Daddy Kyle. Uh, Funky Town fellas just got hit with some big wide receiver injuries um, with uh, Mike Williams being out on injury, and he was on bye on injury, and then Brown as well. And so that really hurts. And I think uh, Kamara is going to have a good week. And so I'm going to go with Danny Kyle. 
I am. Uh, I had Funky Town picked initially, and I think I'm going to stick with them. So, uh, for for whatever reason, this hodgepodge crew brings it up, brings it together, and and takes out Daddy Kyle. So I'm going with Funky Town. All right. Next, we have Run DMC versus Chubby Girlies. Our Swift Honeycut. Who you got on this one? Run DMC. I'm going Run DMC all the way. All the Any way. Other? Is that it or no, no, nothing else? Nothing, nothing else. I don't think it's going to be close at all. Chubby Agreed. No six. commentary needed. Chubby <laughs> sticks. Run yeah, DMC's six in a row. Losing yeah. six in a row. <laughs> yeah, Run DMC's team's better. You know, they're they're not struggling with injuries or bye weeks like some other teams. I mean, Russell Wilson got hurt, and that's probably a blessing because he's terrible. Let's ride. So yeah. Thank <laughs> and, God. Oh, we'll and I'll also it. say. I'll also say I think he's going to start Daniel Jones, which I think is also his best quarterback. Um, so that even puts him a yeah. leg up. Yeah, I think it's DMC by a mile here. I just don't see Chubby um, performing. I mean, I think Swift and Waddle and Murray are good, but outside of that, his guys are pretty rough. So um, They need Cordero Patterson back. Yeah. <laughs> they need him back. Yeah, I've tried to get him a couple times too, and Me too. Wally is no go on that. So, um, all right, next we have Matty Ice and the boys versus uh, number one power rank, uh, power ranker blue lineman, uh, Willis. Who you got in this one? Yeah, I think this is not a good week for the blue lineman because they're starting Andy Dalton at quarterback because my home is on by, Schuster's on by. So I think I'm going to go with Matty Ice and the boys. Um, Jalen Hurts is really good. I think Jonathan Taylor has a little bit of a bounce back week this week. Um, and I, I just I have a feeling they're going to they're going to pull pull it out. So I'm going to go with uh, Matty Ice this week. Yeah, I'm taking Matty Ice. Also, um, Hurts is back in the lineup. I do think Taylor has a big week this week, um, and they'll be playing Tyler Algier instead of Naheem Hines. I'm assuming. Uh, he Correct. just traded You're traded right. for him. Um, yeah, this team and, and yeah, I mean, I think this team is it's it's looking good. I, I don't know if Blue Lyman has what it takes. Uh, Andy Dalton makes me real nervous, and this team, Blue Lyman needs some big time help at tight end. So, um, I mean, he's starting Will Disley and has Hunter Henry on the bench. So, those are not good tight ends. Yeah, Matt, Matty Ice takes this one. Honeycutt, who do you got? Thank you all so much for the confidence. Um, I'm going to also go with my team, Fatty Ice and the boys. I think we pull it out, and I agree with you all. I love having Hurts back in the lineup, hoping he plays well, and I think he will against Pitt. And, Taylor, I pray. I pray to the fantasy gods um, that Taylor has a bounce back week, please. <laughs> please. You need it. Yes, I do. And I think Tyreek Hill, man, has been my saving uh, player so far, and I think he it just continues playing well. So yeah, that's it. Awesome. Uh, we got Birdman versus the Willennium Falcons. Uh, I'll go first on mm-hmm. this one. I did actually pick this before the game uh, mm-hmm. started. I uh, picked Birdman, but um, Willennium Falcons having Mark, Mark Andrews go out early in the game, only getting six point three. That's not what you want or are needing from Mark Andrews. The Bucks D getting zero. Things are not looking up. I don't know if uh, the rest of the Falcons have enough 
to get past Josh Allen's uh, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs there. So um, yeah, I think Birdman takes this one. Yeah, I, I think, I think I'm going to go with Birdman. The only issue I'm seeing is Elliot is in the lineup and he's out and he doesn't have another running back to put in the lineup. So um, it didn't stop me from losing last week, so don't <laughs> let that deter you, honey. God, it's, it's definitely not a uh, reason well, and that I could lose. That's true. You know? El- Elliot could go zero because your defense has gone zero, and Mark Andrews only has six point three. So exactly. Although I'm, I do expect the Steelers D to get few points against Philly, but that's true. I'm still going to go with Birdman. I just wish they had some sort of points that they could get there in the RB two. I'm going to go Bird, too. I think it will be closer than the experts think um, because I, I do think Mixon and Elliott in particular are a huge disadvantage to McCaffrey and Chubb. I, mm-hmm. I think, and you know, McCaffrey getting another week under his belt in San Francisco rather than, like, one practice, Chubb will kind of continue to be Chubb. Uh, Michael Thomas is, I think, going to be back in the lineup, which is going to be a huge boost. And he's, what about Metcalf? You know, is Metcalf going to play? I think I think they're both going to play now. Wow. Metcalf, I think I'm I'm a little more iffy on than than Thomas from what I'm reading. And then um, you insert Thielen. Is that your plan or Thielen or Curtis Samuel? Uh, okay. One of the two. Um, so yeah, I'm. I, I think it'll be closer than because uh, Sunday Night Football, uh, Buffalo versus Green Bay. You know who knows? But yeah, I, I think I think. They just have too much firepower. Watch at, uh, in Buffalo. Watch Gino be the difference. Hey man, strange <laughs> things have happened. He's QB That's seven, true. you know. So yeah, watch him be the difference in the win. Hey, I am. Uh, I'm going back and changing my pick on my game. I'm going to pick my team to win against the Bears. Okay. So okay. Let, let, let the record show. I wanted to do that, but I said I, I told myself I wasn't going to. When Will was talking through it, but I'm going to yeah. stay. Honeycutt's a man of honor. That's Classy flip flopper. Do you remember when that was a thing? Like during the Bush, I think it was Bush and Core. Yes. Flip flopping. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. Oh yeah. I was, like, I, I was like eight or nine. <laughs> yeah. Is that all the matchups? Is there still one more? Okay. Nope. Can you run through what were our picks? Uh, so uh, Will picked Will and I picked Flexes. Honeycutt picked Joe's. Uh, we all picked the Arandas. We Will and Honeycutt picked Daddy Kyle. I picked Funky Town. We all picked DMC. We all picked Matty Ice, and we all picked Birdman. Okay, there we go. That sounds good. Uh, so those are our matchup previews for the Week Eight matchups. Let's talk a little trade talk here. First, let's talk about buys. We got two teams on buys. We got the Chiefs and the Chargers. Is that it? Yeah. That's next. It. Okay. <laughs> Trade talk. We had a big time, trade go time down. Check, time check, y'all. Time check. <laughs> oh, no. Um, we had a big trade. We had Daddy Tyler Algier for Daniel Jones, the biggest big trade. trade. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I think I think Maddie Ice got fleeced on that one because Daniel Jones is a baller. Yeah, I mean, I agree. He doesn't I, it's need just, Daniel Jones. Yeah, and it was hard to get any value for him. I, like, tried to get some value. For Daniel Jones? Yeah. Ooh, Couldn't. I, like – Kind of talk to a lot of people in the league. No one, no one really needs a quarterback except for one team. That's true. Um, <laughs> and I mean, the funny thing is, I, I, guess, I need a quarterback now too. Actually, so hit me up. I I had this player on my team, and I just got him back in a trade. That's how that's how <laughs> bad I needed an RB two. That's it, right that's there. That's funny. So, anyways, that was a dumb trade. 
but it was both a need for both teams. Um, and then the big trade. We got a, a pretty big one. Daddy Kyle and Willennium Falcons. We had two Ravens on either side of this deal, the two biggest impact players for the Ravens. Um, so Daddy Kyle gave up – or yeah, that's right. Daddy Kyle gave up Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins, and Mark Andrews. And the Millennium Falcons traded Lamar Jackson, Michael Carter, and Gerard Everett. What do you all Gerald Everett. Whatever. We're, we need to um, put uh, we need to put to, uh, together a little slew of Honeycutt mispronouncing <laughs> names. Please that, do. That thing was going for hours. <laughs> it would. It would. Gerard hours. Everett. It, it oh, would. Oh man. Good. Uh, words are hard. Uh, John, I mean, initial thoughts. Yeah, I mean this this trade looked. I mean you you and I talked about it off offline, Honeycut, and I think I wasn't thrilled for Will in this trade. Honestly, mm-hmm. giving up Lamar yeah. as even though he's been bad the last several weeks, it's still Lamar Jackson. You know, um, I mean he's getting Cal Andrew. Or I mean, see, I did it, Honeycut. You're rubbing off on me, Mark Andrews. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's getting Mark Andrews. Kirk Cousins is terrible. Adam Thielen, eh, he's been pretty bad this year, I think. I mean, I just, you know, Michael Carter, it was looking better when Michael Carter, for Michael Carter before James Robinson got traded. And then Gerald Everett is a good tight end. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I It's ultimately really, I think it boils down to Lamar and uh, for Mark Andrews, which just, you know, as, I mean, there's a case to be made for both sides. Yeah. Quarterbacks have been bad. Tight ends have been bad. So, I don't know. I'm kind of I how things have all shaken out. I'm kind of meh on this trade now because uh, I I mean I think it met a need for Kyle, but he had to give up a lot. Granted, he still has a good tight end mm-hmm. um, in Godert, so I don't know. We'll see. Okay, so before we let Will talk, um, you can't tell me what to do, dude. I can talk when I want. No, 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 no. I want to give you your your time to explain. I will say, I know that Will, I know Will, I've been in the league with him for a long time. I kind of know how he operates and he trades. I just, I feel like there's more to the story when he does trades like this one. And so what I will say about Will's team is I think Mark Andrews is a crucial piece for him in his roster construction. And especially knowing that he, I hate that I'm going to say this. He has Geno that he can put in the quarterback position. And if he just averages where he's been averaging, I think Will's team gets better um, with with inserting Mark Andrews as a tight end. It is interesting, though, because Will has been trying to trade Geno to me. And so – He's not. Is, he's is he's not trying to keep Gino, which I I would have done, and I would agree with you. I just know he's trying to been trading, trying to trade Gino to me, or has been, and so it just you know he's he's then going to be relying on, or if he got the trade done, would have been relying on Kirk Cousins until Deshaun Watson comes back, and and I'm a firm believer that I don't know what Deshaun Watson is going to look like when he comes back. The dude hasn't Agreed. played football in forever. Maybe he's great. I don't know. I talk. I was talking to someone at work um, the other day about it, and he was like, you know, he was really high on Deshaun also. So I may be totally wrong on that, and you know, Will can laugh all he wants if I am. But I just, I just don't know how good he's going to be. 
Um, I just I think it would have I would have liked this trade a lot better for Will if he could have gotten someone better than Thielen, even like a McLaren mm-hmm. or somebody there's a hair better, a little bit better than Thielen. Um, obviously, he couldn't have gotten a Lave or you know someone that good, but somebody better than Thielen, I think I would have felt felt better about this trade for Will. Yeah, and then I I was talking to the to Daddy Kyle in the midst of this, and then right before he pulled the trigger and. I really, when the news came out about Brees Hall, I really wanted him to put a different player in for Michael Carter because I think he lost some of the value. And if he'd have got a better player there, I think he would have definitely, hands down, won the deal. I would have done it. Yeah, know, exactly. Until, so, you know. Um, but anyways, those are kind of my thoughts. I think Mark Andrews is, is it's a bummer he's had two bad weeks in a row, and we'll see what the injury pans out. But I still think he's a huge value in that tight end spot. Um, which I think is the reason why Will did it. But Will, now's your time. You have the platform. Help us understand. Yeah. So Lamar is where he is in the fantasy rankings because he had a very good week two and week three. He was out of control week two and week three. Since then, so sell high, selling high on him. Yeah. I, I since then. He scored more than 15.7 once. So in five weeks, he scored more than 15.7 one time. Mark Andrews averages about 33% of Lamar's targets, receptions, and touchdowns. So when you think about that, okay, Andrews gets a point for every yard and every reception or, or a percentage of a point. He adds value for every yard and every reception. And so I'm thinking about this and I'm like, okay, I'm giving away Lamar, but I'm getting back at least like 33% of Lamar's points uh, from Andrews, and that's obviously very, very low um, for what it actually is. So I'm like, okay, this dude is the second best tight end in fantasy football by far. He's a huge upgrade for me there. The only reason this deal makes sense, though, is because I think Deshaun Watson – can get me better than what Lamar has been the past five weeks, including tonight. (laughs) Specifically in the playoffs is what you're saying. Yes, exactly. Because he'll come back in week 13. He'll have week 13 and 14 in the regular season to get the kinks out. And then 15, 16, 17 are our three playoff weeks. So from my perspective, this unquestionably makes my team better assuming Deshaun Watson could be anything like Lamar has been the past five weeks. So again, even in week one, Lamar scored less than 20 points. This is only the third game this season through eight weeks. Lamar has scored more than 20 points. Think about that for a second. Lamar is three for eight in 20 plus point games. That's not very good for someone that you would expect to be much better. Now, again, what is Mark Andrews? Good question. Let me check. I was going to say uh, Gina Smith is also only has two games over 20 points. So uh, Mark Andrews has four games over mm-hmm. 20 points. So, um, and, and that includes the last two weeks when he's been, he's left the game hurt both times. So no, I think from, from my perspective, Mark Andrews fills the one spot where I really thought I had someone less than a top tier performer for that position. McCaffrey and Chubb, I think, are great. 
Michael Thomas, when he's been healthy, has averaged almost 18 points, which is fantastic. Lockett and Metcalf have both been very good as well. Lockett is at worst a very high-end wide receiver two, and it seems like DK is kind of settling down kind of firmly in wide receiver two area. Um, with the exception of this past week, and he was hurt. So, yeah, to m- from my perspective, this deal only makes sense if Deshaun Watson can give me what Lamar Jackson has. And over the past five weeks, I have very little doubt that he can. So um, this obviously makes Daddy Kyle's team better because um, he got Lamar Jackson, but losing Andrews is, is a big deal. So, And Michael Carter is not much of a value add now that uh, – mm-hmm. uh, What's his name's there? So, yeah. And Gerald Everett was always going to be on Kyle's bench anyway. So that that's a bench player for both of us. Um, so yeah, it was really Andrews for Lamar, and I felt like it filled a bigger hole than it left on my team, which is why I did the deal. That makes sense. I will say so, I feel like I feel like with I'm going to go back to the Watson thing. We've covered this a bunch, but I just feel like there's a lot of what ifs. It's what if the league ends up suspending him for the whole season? That's been talked about. What if they're not even in playoff contention? So they're like, why do we want to play him? So he doesn't play the last two or three weeks because they're like, let's just save him for next year. I mean, all, what if all good questions, but you can say a lot of those for a lot of these other players. <clears throat> so, like, for example, so he may not even be in the history. lineup, though. No, I understand. But like anybody with an injury history, you can be like, ah, we're not going to make the playoffs. We might not play him. Like, Tom Brady may retire. You know, like he legit may retire in the next couple of weeks. I don't know if you heard about this. Apparently, yeah, just gave him an ultimatum. So, like, who you you and people get hurt all the time. You just never know in fantasy football. Like, and I remember the the time whenever I ended up with Christian McCaffrey and Michael Thomas the year after. Uh, they were amazing. Mm-hmm. I didn't end up with them. We were going to do keepers, and then we didn't. And they both got hurt, and my team would have been terrible. Like, you just never know what happens in fantasy football. So all I try to do and all I'm trying to do is position myself with the best players for the playoffs. And if someone gets hurt and you lose out on it, I already lost Javante Williams for the year. So, you know, you just got to do your best. And- I I agree with that premise, except that I think there are some risks that are more risky than others to take. I mean, like – you could say that injury thing about literally anybody, but nobody was banking on Brees Hall getting injured this year. I mean, like you just don't do that. No, that that's that's my you point I mean? though. Like people get hurt, and you never know where it's coming from. So, right, I, but like there, Jackson, are there not Lamar more players to get hurt? Like you know, I, but are there not players who are more likely to get hurt? Like a James Conner who is likely to to miss time, or a Joe Mixon who regularly misses five games a, a year. Than a Brees Hall who hasn't, you know, hasn't been in the league yet, or than a Zeke who doesn't ever miss time. Like, you know, like there's people that are more risky than than other guys. And I'd say like Deshaun, counting on Deshaun is a lot more risky than keeping Gino or keeping Lamar. You know what I mean? Like that's that's my question. Is like, and also why why are why is the selling high on Lamar like? the same argument you had for Lamar. Hey, the reason he is where he is is because he had a killer week two and three. Well, I'd argue that the reason Gino is quarterback seven is because he had a killer week four and five. You take out those two weeks and Gino is very mediocre. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, it's not like Gino's doing any, anything, you know, using the same well, argument is taking no, down Gino would take down he, Gino's value. Like you're taking down Lamar's value. I'm not taking down Lamar's value at all. 
All I said was he has not been what I hoped for of him the past five weeks. I mean, he, he's still a great player, and that can get you 40. The, the list yeah. is short of players that can yeah. get you 40. So don't don't misunderstand what I'm saying there. Like, obviously, he's a very good player, and he's quarterback four, I think, for a reason. It's because he's electric, he's dynamic, and he's a really good player. <clears throat> I think Deshaun Watson is the same. So I, I, then, I, think then, I think he's able to get me from a fantasy perspective the exact same as Lamar Jackson has the past five weeks. I think the biggest hole, I mean, for you currently, you don't really have that star power receiver one, like wide receiver one. I, I think Michael Thomas can be he, that guy. He can, like, he can be. He he's just gotta, he's got to get healthy. If he's yeah. healthy, I think my team is going to be really tough, especially with McCaffrey in San Francisco. Nick Chubb's been great. Thomas – Andrews right there. That's a very, very good start. And there's no, there's not having Lockett and uh, DK is not too shabby either. So it's just a matter of, can I replace Lamar with someone comparable? And I think I can when I drafted. That's why I drafted Gino. I knew all along I was going to trade one of those two guys, Lamar or Gino. And it just happened yeah. to be Lamar. Which is funny because, again, he's been average the last five weeks. So we'll see I want somebody to give me 20 up. plus every week. And Lamar has not been that guy. All right, guys. Well, we, we've, we have been talking for a long time. We got to get we off have. this podcast. So anyways, guys, that is going to wrap it up for this week. Keep it chilly, my friends. Peace out. Seek the win-win. Can we please do a dynasty league and please trade with me.